welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm very good. I'm very good. Uh, we're in the back into the swing of things, you know. I've yeah. done my laundry. <laughs> we're on our second grand tour. It's October. <laughs> We've just had another monument. The like, world is upside down this year, I've yeah, decided. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, there's no argument. It's upside down, but it's good. Yeah, it's 2020. Liège, Baston Liège has happened uh, yesterday. We will talk about Liège, Baston Liège, of course, women and men, and talk about the Giro as well. There's so much uh, to talk about. Let's talk about uh, LBL, the Doyenne des Courses. Liège, Baston Liège, Grace Brown didn't win, but she made the show. She only, what, she she needed, what, 10 more meters? Nine meters. She was nine (laughs) seconds, but boy, oh boy, what an exciting finish. And, you know, I'll put my hand up. As good as I know Grace is, Lucy Kennedy, and they were, they were quite good or very good, I should say, in yeah. flesh alone, I really didn't think they were going to be a match mm-hmm. for some of the other fancied, uh, you know, stars, contenders. Grace Brown almost, she almost won in her first attempt of Liège, best on Liège. Yeah. Her first attempt, and she's pretty much been in the sport five years. This is... She's a star. I'm not sure before yesterday if she really knew how good she is, but I've been watching her for a few years now. And yeah, I think she's starting to understand how good she is. It's interesting. We'll talk about this. Let's first of all listen to Grace Brown. So about halfway through the race, there was um, a quite hard section uh, and yeah, technical as well. And a break of eight went up the road and uh, yeah, we weren't represented in that. So we started by trying to bring it back, but the gap wasn't closing. Um, So then, yeah, I decided to bridge across to the break. Um, And then, yeah, uh, Lizzie Dynan attacked on, what's the climb? Darut, Litterut, and got a gap. And then, yeah, I I went on the, the final climb and yeah, Tried to bridge to Lizzie, but didn't quite make it in the end. So, second for me today. Part of your head is like, no, I can't do it. And the other part is, yeah, saying that you're so close, you just need to push harder. Um, it was a real time trial, and I, I know that I'm a stronger time trialer than Lizzie Dynan. But, yeah, it was, it was hard when majority of the road left was downhill. You have to put out a lot of power to gain anything there. So bittersweet, didn't get yeah. the win. <laughs> bittersweet, but... but yeah, really excited to have my first World Tour podium. So there was Grace Brown straight after the uh, second place, Liège, Baston Liège. Can we say that um, in any, like, as much as we love Amanda Spratt, the fact that she's not here today, this is opening up a lot more possibilities for these girls. And we could almost say as well, what could have happened today if Grace Brown didn't do so much work in the World Championship as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, Two questions in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Horses for courses. Um, I'm trying to cast my mind back <laughs> to the world champs. But 
no, look, horses for courses. And look, she did, the way she talked about um, how they set it up to, they tried to bring that break back, couldn't. They got it close enough and then she went whack. She decided to jump across. I love how she said, I decided to I, I decided to go across the break. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'll just go across. Yeah. And then what what's do I that? do? Yes, I decide. So. Yeah, yeah. And then what's that climb? Oh, what's that one at the end? Like, I just love it how she's so, you know, she's just speaking off the cuff. Yeah. You know, she's not trying to be um, cocky or anything like that. Um, no, I, I think you just take each race for its merits. And, you know, at the World Champs, she had a role to play. She played it. Look, a similar thing could have happened. It didn't. But she was obviously on a really good day at Liège. And yep. when you cross a gap and you're the only one to do that, and then when you know a rider like Lizzie Dynan attacks up the road, Grace goes after her on that penultimate climb, mm-hmm. or final climb, I should say, and then time trials her way and just slowly eats away at a former world champion. Like, a, you know, Lizzie Dynan's a superstar yep. in professional cycling. And Grace Brown almost quarter. That was just it was it was brilliant. It really it made my night. I must say that was such a good ride. Absolutely. And then Lizzie Dynan as well. She won La Course. Let's not uh, forget yes. about it. She won La Course. Yeah. Earlier on this year. So absolutely uh, in shape and in form. Um, and and also the girls had to do with a, a, a much more rubbish weather. Let's say, let's say it's not the men. We'll talk about the men in, in a sec, but uh, the weather wasn't good. It, oh, was it looked tipping. April, didn't yeah. it? It looked like April. <laughs> when they had the, not as bad, not it Bernard. It like November to not me. Not Bernard, you know, LBL, <laughs> yeah. when he went in the snow. But it looked pretty pretty average, didn't it? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's listen to uh, Lizzie Dainan. It's pretty special, yeah. Actually, we've been waiting to win a classic like this. And I think we've been almost there so many times. And um I just had the perfect team today. This is for the team. This is the Trek Segafredo win. What was the plan? Did, did you actually decide to take off uh, at La, La Redoute this morning uh, during the briefing or not? No, I think that the nicest thing about this team is that we're allowed to win, uh, to race on instinct and not to fear failure. And actually, I thought, you know what, I need to be over La Redoute before uh, Anna and Annemiek and Elisa. I thought it's the best thing I can do to get over it first. So I just raced on instinct. So that was the winner of Liège, Bastien Liège 2020, uh, Lizzie Dynam. That just proves your point as well, what you made a few podcasts ago, that it's great to have women's races alongside men's racing because yeah. we are able to see it at the same and make a night of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't want it to come across either or misconstrued what I'm saying that, oh, without the men's race, we can't promote the women's mm. race. No, of not course at all. we can. Not it can stand alone. But at the moment, on a financial sort of basis it's the chicken and egg Mm -hmm. and the men's side needs to support the women's side at the moment to help just prop it up and give it a bit of a leg up because it didn't for many years and i think it's a little bit responsible for that because let's face it our sport's been basically run by men yeah (laughs) so they need to actually fix this problem and they are so far this is working and it's really good and um and the racing is exciting. Yep, absolutely. And then on the men's side, uh, Roglic won. Uh, I, I, I was going to leave you alone. Uh, you know where we're going to go with it. We ha- we can't. It's it's the elephant in the room. It's, it is, yeah, isn't it? Oh, right. Come on, I'll let you give your opening <laughs> argument. There's no argument. Uh, Ala Philippe uh, thought he won for about a second and a half. Uh, went for a sprint in he reality. Did, he, he did a bit of a left hand turn though with yeah. 70 meters to go. Yeah, didn't he? in reality, he got DQ'd. Uh, he finished fifth, so DQ'd <sighs> of, uh, of his group. Uh, 
you know what? All in all, I think I'm okay with the <laughs> the decision. You're lying. <laughs> I'm not okay with the decision, but I'm okay with the decision. If I'm prepared to accept that uh, Sagan got DQ'd at the Tour de France for something right Mate, really chalk similar. and cheese. Chalk and cheese. <laughs> now, can I... What Gaggle I will say is, <laughs> all right, here I go, here I go. I've, I've barely let you finish and I'm <laughs> jumping over the top. Now, but what I will say is, look, let's, jokes aside, mm -hmm. we love Alaphilippe. Yeah. You know I love him. He's so exciting. I think all the fans love him. I don't think there's too many fans or media that don't love Julian Alaphilippe. So we were all just sort of shocked at what unfolded in that last 200 mm -hmm. metres weren't we? He he was twitchy, sort of the second last corner or last well, corner. He was honestly, uh, I would say, he was twitchy all race because yeah. he had bike problems, he had wheel problems, he had to change his shoe. Well, uh, when he got caught up in that crash, I don't think he actually crashed behind the mechanical. That was that was probably the defining moment, yeah. which none of us realised, including him. But he, swa he, he swapped his bike for a teammate's bike. Yeah. Then he rode this for a little while, and then he went back to the car. They tried to fix and adjust it, and then they decided to change the wheels. Yep. And then he got back on a bike. He came back, said, no, I'm changing the bike. He went back to a different bike, which is not his world championship bike, which yep. is more closer to the Tour de France bike that he was riding. And then he went away, and then he forgot the biddens. So and he then came, he changed he had, shoes. Well, he or, forgot the biddens as yep, well, so he had yep. to come back for the biddens, yeah. got some biddens, went up again, and then... That, it, the is shoe, it, he had a problem. So, and, and he had his, his shoe cover left. The left one was left on. Yes. The white one was gone. Like, he was all, I don't know, all twitchy for so the whole day. So, is this the start of the curse? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she's, you're in for a rough year if it is. You've, you've got your hopes up. You're thinking, you're already planning, you're already planning summer of 2021. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, and can we say, and I know it's one of these, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Hershey would have won. Yeah, absolutely. In my mind, Hershey. So he's got to be the most disappointed of that that group. Absolutely. Let's listen to, uh, to Mark Hershey. Yeah, actually, I had a really good day today, and uh, my shape is still good, so I'm, I'm happy about the day. I don't know, in the sprint, I didn't saw the images now, so it's hard to, to say something about it. I had good legs, yeah, but it's hard to say now something because I didn't saw the sprint in the TV. When Julian moved, did he, is problem for you or not? When he moved? Yeah, you? for sure he took my wheel, but I think uh, just the way that Alaphilippe sprinted was really close on his back wheel and yeah, it's gonna happen. But uh, I didn't saw the TV pictures, but yeah, it was just, uh, I was close on his wheel and he moved a little bit and, but uh, yeah. That was Mark Hershey, very diplomatic. Hey, he's Swiss. Swiss. He's Swiss. He's <laughs> neutral. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, for a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. He. he and because technically you said it just before the the comment, but uh, I reckon he would have won that sprint. Yeah. Either way, yeah, he would have yeah. won that sprint if he wasn't. He was coming quickly. Yeah. At at um at at Alaphilippe, and probably a little bit of him being diplomatic is the absolute respect he has for Alaphilippe. Yeah. Absolutely. So if Alaphilippe wasn't a very, I'm trying to think of a rider that. You know, maybe in, in past generations, not as much respected in the peloton or as mm -hmm. well liked, he would have copped it massively. But because he is Julian Alaphilippe, you know, he's a good guy. Yep. We know that. He's just he's just had a Barry Crocker. He's a bit <laughs> aloof sometimes, <laughs> and that's the aloof side. Uh, tell us, tell us about what his girlfriend said. She Marion Roos because she's yeah, a she's, former pro herself, and she commentates for France TV. Exactly, and then she could not believe her eyes or what was happening, and she said he made a mistake, like a 
pre-junior sort of. Well, they call cadets. Uh, in yeah, in English, cadets, translations yeah. cadets. So yeah, uh, she, it's like under twelves. So she, he made a mistake like a cadet, you know, like a twelve-year-old cadet. <laughs> she said that on live TV. She did oh, uh, because he, yeah, he raised his arm and then Roglic up to that point, remember in his head he had the Tour de France taken away from him on the last on the last day. He did he did a bit of a pogachar on a smaller uh, on a smaller um, scale because he went in and then won. On the road, he actually won on the road. Um, the Liege Baston Liege by what half a tire? Yeah, nothing. And the funny thing with all of these, and listening to Maddie uh, Keenan and, and Bridey, uh, and, and I agree with them. By the way, I'm not I'm not throwing them under the bus, but they're like. Roglic is going to finish fifth out of the group. There's five in well, the group. He's going to, and we all were like, yeah, of course he is. He needs to attack. Rah, rah, rah. That, that was, it. honestly, like if that was the say on French TV as well. They were all <laughs> saying, yeah, if anything, we're sure Roglic is not going to win this race. Crazy. And in the end, he actually won it on the road, which mm. actually, we, I think it's um, because Alaphilippe got DQ'd, but he got DQ'd for second place, from second place, not first place. Yes. Uh, he made a big mistake, raising the arms in the air uh, 10 meters away from, uh, from the line. He absolutely didn't see Roglic. You know what? All in all, he makes a great photo. It does. <laughs> and and the, the crazy thing, I reckon 20 minutes after they crossed the line, not even, and I'm not kidding, my Insta feed was full of that same photo. But that gives you how popular Alaphilippe is, oh, I guess. And in the world, you know, yeah. I mean, as crazy it is as it is, and we're not part of De Koenig Quick Step, and we're not Julian Alaphilippe, so we can say this. But what an outcome, yeah. and what a you know what drama. And this is this is why we love cycling. In mm-hmm. a, in a, I know it's a weird way to describe it, but this is what cycling gives us. Yeah, day in day out. You know, you are never guaranteed. Like no no one could have wrote that finish. No, no one, no one. <laughs> No that, way! That was, you know. <laughs> no way! If someone had said twenty kilometers to go, this or, is this is what's going to unfold. Yeah. You would have said, "Come on, pull the other one." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Roglic won on the road. He's let's done li- it. Yeah, let's listen to Primoz Roglic. Um. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Huh? Uh, it was so close. Huh? Uh, now I saw. Uh, yeah, uh, just never stop believing and really pushing uh, till 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 the last uh, meters or actually centimeters. And uh, I'm super happy that I managed to win. Yeah, just incredible feeling uh, actually because uh, yeah, now it was a really uh, long period for me, uh, three months uh, away from home. Uh, and uh, yeah. It's just uh, I'm super, super happy and proud of, uh, of the whole team and everyone uh, that, uh, yeah, at the end, finally, I managed to win something. Huh? Primoz Roglic, there's a bit of sadness in what he's saying when you look at it. He's happy, but he goes, yeah, I'm going home at least at one something. You know, like he's been well, away for so long. He's run a monument. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah, he, and I'm happy for him. He's a hard worker. He's um... free Slovenian in uh, in that finish. Yes. Moric. Three Slovenians in there because Pogacar was there as well. Yeah, that was the other side to it. Every time I hear Moric, I think about Edo, our cameraman. So do I. That's that's an inside story. Lucky we didn't have a tipping (laughs) cough. He almost would have won. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so that was Diez Bastoniege. We'll talk at the end of this podcast about what's coming up again because there's a lot more classics coming up on SBS. Uh, But a Giro as well uh, happened yesterday, stage two. We thought Matthews could have done something. He finished fourth. So ahead of the ahead of the bunch, uh, but he just didn't win the stage. Uh, let's listen to Michael Matthews. Oh, I was thinking it's the first opportunity to go for the stage win in the Giro d'Italia. Um, yeah, hoping everything went uh, according to plan, which it almost did. 
Um, but yeah, just missing that uh, that few percent that I needed in the final today. But uh, yeah, we continue to fight. So that was Matthew, Michael Matthews. Uh, incidentally, he was on the massage table when uh, we were doing uh, th mm. this interview with him. Um, all in all, um, Ulysses is the winner of the of the stage. Uh, is that his seventh win? He's uh, a star. He's a, he's a star. Yeah, you know? he, he is. He. he, he Diego Lisi, I've, I've interviewed him a few times and commentated on him quite a bit at Tour Down Under. Uh -huh. He comes out fairly regularly. He won a stage into the town of Stirling, which is a similar, quasi-similar uphill sort mm -hmm. of dragged a line. So totally suited his style. And like you said, his seventh stage win. He's but it's the first one for four years. Yeah, yeah. He's, so he had a bit of a drought. Yeah, he has. And, and yeah, look, I... Honestly, I've got to say, I did see him, and I had a slight mark of him that he could have won mm -hmm. overnight, but I thought, oh, don't think he's got quite the form that he's had in previous years. But there you go. And, and you know, credit to him, because I think it was his teammate, Conti. He said yep. to Conti, let's go. I want you to light it up, get rid of the sprinters. And didn't get rid of Sagan, but he only just got on Sagan, so he was out of juice, and Michael Matthews just had to wait. You know, he just, he had to sort of bide his time and um, it, it worked that, that the tactic for Lisi and UAE worked absolutely let's talk about actually Sagan a uh, very interesting point because in the end he just just wasn't you know he just missed that power again do you think? He's, well are we, are we seeing a switch in Sagan because no, of the, I, but he's second again remember but remember that cast your minds back and I can't I can't remember the whole season But remember his first world championship victory in Richmond in mm -hmm. the US. That whole year, he was second. So many second places at the tour or thirds. He was second here. He was second there. He was third in this monument. Like he just, it was like the guy's one of the best riders in the world, but he can't win, you know, or he can't win big. Mm -hmm. And then he went bang and won the Worlds. And everyone was so happy because they said he's he's such a star. So... The thing is, any other rider like Peter Sagan would not have finished second yesterday. Okay. That's what we've got to remember. They would have finished 10th or 12th because they just wouldn't. Sagan is so or good. fourth, like Matthews. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably a better comparison. Mm -hmm. Would Thank have you. finished fourth. <laughs> but Sagan almost wins. But then immediately we sort of critique it and say, oh, is he, is he just not quite on? Mm -hmm. He's on. He's just... Yeah, he just can't win all the time. Do you think he's going to win a stage at this, yeah, uh, this so. draw? Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, probably the only question mark, and I haven't read too much into what journalists and experts and people with their ears close to the ground are saying, how long is he going to stay in the Giro? Because yeah. he's finished the Tour de France, obviously, in a two-week gap. So I'm not sure how long he's planning on hanging around the Giro. So, But if he hangs around for at least two weeks, I think he'll win a stage. Having, having said this, uh, we see it on the classic stage as well that... Uh, Coming out of the Tour de France, most of the riders that were at the Tour de France are in shape. They're in form. They're getting form here. Well, right? Pogacar is in the pack. All these guys. Yeah, they, you're they, going to hold form. Yeah. Yeah. It, like in some ways, it's better to have. You, you don't want to ride the Giro for GC if you've gone and ridden the Tour for GC okay. or even just ridden the Tour. But in terms of just having one day snippets in, in a Grand Tour, like Sagan, 100%. Yeah, he, he didn't go 100% deep at the tour every single day. Yeah. He raced hard for the green, mind you. That was mm. a bit different Up this to year. Paris. Yeah. For 21 days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, maybe <laughs> he did go deep. <laughs> I think but, he did get it. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, no. When If you're not riding general classmen, yeah, sure, you're going to be tired yeah. in the second and third week. 
but you pick your days and you can if you you know if you're a star rider you can certainly grab stages in both okay uh, second day at the giro second win by the italians um because ghana won the the, the first stage uh, ghana stays in pink uh this is a good start for the italians on their home very ground. good start and can i just digress slightly and give you a little stat we talk about the italians because yeah, go they've gone in previous years and hadn't won a stage for yeah. a week or so so there's 48 italians in the race right The next nation with the most number of riders is Australia. Australia. 18. We have 18 starters. We said that yesterday. Next is France at 12, Spain 9, Belgium 6. Israel has one starter and Eritrea has one starter. So how far has Australia come? And I know this is a bit of an out-of-the-box year, so it's an out-of-the-box duo, but it's just amazing how professional cycling has evolved. Yeah, absolutely. In the last decade, absolutely. Uh, but just to say for the Italians, Nibali looked good yesterday. Yeah, he and he was he, he was right there in the finish. Yeah, really. Yes, it was an uphill drag, but it was yeah. a day for the sort of punchier riders. Nibali was right there in the mix. He's looking sharp. And as we go into stage three, this is uh, this is what else you'd love about the Giro. When you're asking me yesterday, what's different? What's different is we've got a mountaintop finish. It's not even a mountain. Already it's sort of like a volcano three. finish. Yeah, it's a volcano. Yeah, volcano. You want, you, we want a mountaintop? Yeah. We'll give you a volcano. France so, does mountaintop. Italy does volcano it's, finish. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so we're going to Etna tonight. Etna, uh, yes. Like I said, it's, it's a volcano. Uh, Etna has been... Uh, in the Giro before, yes. and, and it's been the stage of a it's, it's a it's a great climb. Um, um, yeah. If my memory serves me correct, it's either Contador or Nibali. In fact, has won here before, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure Nibali actually, or at least he, he I'm pretty confirmed sure Nibali, his yeah. GC yeah. position on that day, and it was early on in the race as well. Um, so this is going to be a big day because it's a little bit like Vontu. Mm-hmm. Because there's no big mountains before it, so the stage is 150 and it's odd kilometers. Dry. It's dry. It's there's dry. No Damn shade. Yeah, it's warm, and it's an 18 kilometer climb at 6.7 percent average. Yeah, so it's decent. It's a proper mountain top mm-hmm. finish. Yeah, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Uh, any other news in the the world of cycling? Well, just still on the Giro, it's just some sort of little snippets, if you like. So Miguel Angel Lopez, we know he crashed out on mm-hmm. the individual time trial for a start-up. Remember, they had two positive COVID tests yes. before the race, so they had to flick two riders in at the last minute. Vlasov has had to withdraw on stage two, stomach upsets. So he's out. So Jakob Fulsang is yeah. already down to five helpers. Yeah, so they're having they're having a bit of a disaster in already two days. Having said this, Pogacar won the tour with uh, a team that he got need, lost. He didn't need teammates, did he? I know, but like, yeah. now you're right. Can, can Fuchs and do yeah, the same? he can win it. He can win the race. 100%. Not, not to contradict you. Not to no, no, no. I'm with, you. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, There's much more cycling coming up on SBS, of course. We've got Flanders coming up. There's a, obviously Paris-Roubaix coming what's, up. What's well. the update? What's the uh, French I'm, I'm on the, the Paris-Roubaix Pulse. Uh, I'm on the Pulse, but uh, nothing at the no, minute. They, they're um, laying. I reckon they're laying low. Yeah, or they're too busy counting the COVID cases. Because <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, it's pretty, we laugh. We pretty, laugh. Yeah, pretty big numbers there. So uh, I'm sure we'll update you. Uh, before that, there's Flanders. Uh, yes. Oh, correct. Um, correct. And Flanders is is the one. Uh, I'm interested. I'm. I'm you know, we might. I'm thinking. Don't quote us on this, folks. We might even try and get our mate Scotty Sunderland back. We'll try. Yeah, absolutely. Because he is the overall race director, overarching race director for Flanders Classics. Yeah, absolutely. He's the yeah. big boss. Yeah. 
Thank you, Maka. No worries. My pleasure. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you, you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, which we're going to be, of course, tomorrow, we are doing a daily podcast at the minute in this very, 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 very busy time for cycling. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.